guys, and welcome to Otson Champions League match day four Wednesday games. We have Liverpool, Atlético de Madrid, for instance, and so many more good games. So let's analyze everything with Dani Fisichella, Álvaro Romeo, and of course with you. Leave a comment in the video with your tips, and don't forget if you like our videos, press on the like, subscribe, and click on the bell to get notifications. And now let's go on with the show. We are back on the Champions League to analyze, of course, all the games we have on Wednesday. How are you, Danny? How are you, Alvaro? I will. I was missing you, guys. We too. We were missing you as well. Hope you had a good holiday. But we were in good company with Danny. Well. I know, I know. And you nailed your ACAS. Everything was good. And I'm very happy to be back. So let's analyze the games we have on Wednesday fast. Let's jump on Group A. And we have Leipzig PSG. Guys, uh, when we were analyzing actually the reverse fixture against uh, PSG and Leipzig, we had some comments uh, saying that we shouldn't take in consideration what PSG was doing in the French competition because in Europe is another thing. But Not really. actually, as you also said, uh, PSG struggled a lot to beat Leipzig in the reverse fixture. They got the three points. But I'm still not very convinced, Danny, about this PSG. They beat Lille also on the weekend, but they suffered a lot. Maria was the best. Messi was substituted at halftime. And Leipzig, they could be dangerous when they are playing at home, despite they are not having a great season. Danny, can you see problems here for PSG? I can, because I can see problems for PSG every single week when I watch them. Don't underestimate Ligue 1 too much and also you know don't underestimate Leipzig this is a team that plays a counter-attacking football high intensity football with Jesse March and you know they are very good in uh, transitions obviously as we saw against PSG at the Parc de France they are vulnerable uh, defensively because they almost mark up man to man up the pitch so obviously when you are against Mbappé, Neymar, Di Maria yes you're gonna you're gonna concede some transition so Leipzig are struggling against team that sit back and defend but that's not gonna be the case against PSG at the weekend Leipzig they were better uh, than Eintracht they conceded the leg goal very late in 94 minutes they could have moved moved to uh, fourth and you know I think uh, things are starting to click in let's not forget that this is a team that yes have sold two players very important to the Premier League but also has strengthened the team a lot they have invested a lot this season in the team, bringing uh, players like um, the Portuguese striker. Again, my, the name escapes me, but I know Alvaro knows yes. he scored against. Exactly. They, they they are invested. They have a strong squad as well. Shobolzai is is starting to play a bit better, you know, scored three, assisted four in the Bundesliga so far. So we need to expect Leipzig to be a bit better than what uh, they are. Last year, let's not forget, they beat PSG 2-1 at home. So, you know, history might be repeating. Anyway, difficult to call this one. I'm going to go for goals. And in this case, I'm going to go for the first half market and the over 1.5 goals in the first half market almost doubles your odds, 197. We have to remember, Alvaro, that uh, Leipzig, they have zero points. Uh, Bruce have four points, so at least they need to get a point here to be able to challenge this uh, third spot to qualify for the Europa League. You can also see travel for PSG here. 
can, but just in case I went to the Bundesliga website and they've got a little piece there saying five reasons to believe that Leipzig is going to win this game. And I did like it because some of them, they were interesting. Danny Olmo is back, for example, he was back in the weekend. And even though he's not 100% fit, he was one of the important players for um, Leipzig last season. And Kunku has scored four Champions League this season. He's there as well. Uh, and in my opinion, Leipzig is dangerous as well because they've got a very good goal difference in the Bundesliga. I just spoke about this yesterday, Daniel may remember, but the goal difference, in my opinion, explains a lot. It's not the same to have 12 points and a zero goal difference and 12 points and a plus 11 goal difference. That tells you that you, as a team, are dangerous every now and then. And that is so important as well uh, for competitions like the Champions League. Uh, Leipzig can score goals, and I think that they are going to um, be able to find uh, the weak spots of TSG, and it got many. Because this weekend they were terrible against Lille. Uh, Di Maria came to the rescue, uh, as usually, yes. But uh, Lionel Messi looked totally unfit. Uh, he was, uh, uh, it's still uncertain whether he will feature in this game or not. They are in France playing without making a big effort. They are playing with fire. And this in the Champions League costs you a lot. So I think that PSG may suffer here. Berratti is not ready for the game. And for me, it's the most important player in PSG uh, or definitely in PSG's uh, midfield. So I'm going to go for the following. Leipzig to win is good enough. That pays three. But what about the Asian handicap zero for Leipzig? Uh, that page 220 and it looks totally acceptable for me. And if you like the scores, the scoring market, the both teams to score offers like in the second half, sorry, both teams to score in the second half offers a very good value to that page 262. But I will stick to the Asian handicap zero for Leipzig. I like it so much that I'm going with that. Okay, you both uh, see travel here for PSG. Remember, in the last two French uh, league games, uh, they beat Lille, suffering a lot, and they drew against Marcel. And these two teams are strong teams in the French league, so they have to step forward in Europe. The other game in this group is Man City. Bruce, uh, if we take a look at the standings in this group, Bruce, they still have uh, chances to qualify, but when we were analyzing also the reverse fixture about this game, you both said that Man City won't have any problems in Belgium. And actually, they thrashed Bruce since that victory. They are struggling a little bit in uh, England. Man City, they lost uh, the weekend against Crystal Palace. They were kicked out of the League Cup. These are a bit surprises, Alvaro, but probably in this kind of games, uh, citizens are quite reliable. And if we check the odds, it's absolutely ridiculous. Only 1.13 Man City to beat Bruce. Yeah, and in fact, I think that you know, if you want to duplicate uh, the money you have invested in your bet, you should avoid the traditional market for this game a little bit. For example, whatever backs Manchester City, City to win, the Asian handicap minus one for Manchester City, or even a win to nil for Manchester City, which is, in my opinion, something not so easy to happen. Uh, that doesn't uh, give you a lot of return. Uh, so, for example, you can keep all that to make your ACA more succulent, if you like. But let me tell you a little bit about Manchester City, because not only they lost to Crystal Palace this weekend, also mm, they they are not consistent when it comes to scoring. They score a lot of goals if you see the big picture. But, for example, let me tell you something. They have scored five goals in three games this season. They have scored six goals in two games this season. 
That's fantastic, right? Well, but they've been scoreless in five games as well. They didn't score against Crystal Palace. They didn't score against, against West Ham. Basically, when they have a good day, they are flying. When they have a bad day, they they are not capable of uh, inflicting you any pain. So, you know, this is the style of Manchester City now. I'm pretty sure that the team will become more consistent as the season will go by. Uh, however, for this game, I think that Manchester City will push the accelerator. And I don't believe that Manchester City can spend three games scoreless, okay? Three games in a row. Uh, when it comes to Bruce, well, they have drawn uh, three of their last five games. Uh, they are two points off the pace in uh, in, uh, in the Champions League, but still in contention. And uh, Van Aken, their best player so far, uh, is having a very good season. Uh, this weekend, by the way, Bas Dost scored a brace for them. Uh, he's a very uh, veteran player. We all know who he is, but it's good to have him in the charge as well. So, you know, it's a team that is doing well in the Champions League. I still believe that they consider themselves potential candidates uh, to qualify for the Europa League. Uh, thinking about going to the round of 16 will be too much uh, of a dream for them. So I'm going to go for Manchester City to win both halves. That pays 195. And there is a market here that I do like as well, because sometimes Manchester City um, shoot themselves in the foot in the Champions League and then they recover. So, for example, Bruce to be the first team to score, this is totally speculative, that pays six. And I have seen Manchester City having to come back in many Champions League in the past. I must say that in this Champions League, there are very few teams not able to score a goal and certainly Bruges is not one of them. We have seen them also against PSG being really uh, tactically uh, minded and know how to exploit the space. And, you know, sometimes Manchester City might be a little bit over confident. Yes, against Crystal Palace, they had the chances, they had a goal disallowed. Uh, also in Belgium against Bruges, they were so dominant. They had 22 shots on target. But sometimes they get unpicked, as it happened against Crystal Palace, by very aggressive team. They put a lot of energy, defend, combat, but then counter and break them with uh, pace. Okay, Manchester City played with 10 men for the second half against Crystal Palace. Maybe if they had played with 11, probably they could have equalized. But, you know, I think it's about also being too confident sometimes. Again, I think it was a strange week for them, as Alvaro said. They haven't scored in the last two games. I'm sure they're going to rectify it. The quality on the pitch, it's totally an advantage for Manchester City. But they need to be careful because, you know, the league is in contention, the Premier League. This is a crucial time of the season where, you know, depends whether you're going to finish top or second in your Champions League group. So this is really, really important for uh, Manchester City. I think they're going to start strongly the game, as they did in Belgium. So I'm going to go for the Asian handicap market, but again, in the first half, because that gives you a little bit more value for your money. So Asian handicap, minus one for Manchester City in the first half, that pays 187. So basically, the first half ends 2-0 for City or more, you win your money. Mm -hmm. Because if we check the Asian handicap for the full-time market, Danny, we have to go to Asian handicap minus 2.5 to far yeah. in odds of 2.0. So we have to be a little bit uh, uh, risking. Yep. No, Edu, the Asian handicap minus one is 115 only. It's nothing. It's it's nothing. There's, there's nothing in there. 
It's way better actually both teams to score. 2.6 both uh, you said that uh, Bruce can score and the uh, reverse and They did. They did against City at the end, but they did it. Exactly, it was 1-5, so you would win your bet and this is a good one. 2.6 for both teams to score. Let's jump to the next group. Group, group B and we have Milan-Porto. Danny Strange, this Milan, uh, we talked uh, that they were not going to lose in the Dragao, but the reality is that they lost 1-0 uh, against Porto. They are suffering in Europe, zero points uh, to see the last victory of Milan in Champions League. This is a bit tricky because they haven't been in the Champions League for a while, but we have to go to 2013 now. Five consecutive uh, defeats, whereas in Serie A, they are absolutely flying. They are second, they beat Roma, Zlatan scored a good goal, seven consecutive victories. So everything is positive in Italy for Pioli. Everything is negative in Europe. Will they be able to beat Porto right now? Also first in Portugal and they won actually the derby this weekend. I mean, against Porto for Milan was the worst performance of the season. Uh, they suffered the high intensity, the pressing. Porto should have scored more. They could have finished 3 uh, 0 to them. I think you said it rightly. The last win for Milan is 2013, and Porto have played five consecutive years in the Champions League group stages. This is tells something about the experience, about the quality of the player. Also, last year Juventus found it really, really hard against Porto. They were knocked out. Manchester City found it hard traveling to the Grau, to the Dragao. Uh, a bit of a caveat, uh, Milan had 12 absentees, very important players as well when they traveled to Porto. Now they get most of the players back, especially Diaz, who's been so instrumental as a number 10, is back from COVID. Maybe Rebic will be back. Let's see who starts as a number 9. Ibrahimovic did the job at Roma and scored, but Perhaps he might struggle with the high intensity of the game in the Champions League, with the high pace. That's where Milan sometimes lack something this season. However, this season in Italy, they've been extraordinary. They won 10 out of 11. They are only the fourth team in Serie A history to do that in the entire history. So, I mean, this is the best Milan we have seen in terms of numbers in the last 50 or 60 years. Uh, forget about Sacchi and uh, Ancelotti. And now, the things with Milan is that despite they have a lot of absence, they have such a strong mentality, they have such a strong belief and character that whoever replaces them from the bench, usually it's very focused, very minded that does the job. You know, uh, uh, Teo Hernandez comes off, Balloture comes in, does the job stuck in. They are without Magnan until January. So Tataruzano, who barely played a minute last season, gets in, great performance against Roma, great saves. And you know, we can see the dif we almost cannot see the difference between the sticks when it comes to the ball distribution okay they are missing obviously uh, Magnan so I think uh, this Milan is obviously enough for Italy Sunday there is the derby Milan Inter will do it on the Serie A video but maybe for Europe is a step too far and I wonder whether going out of Europe could help them winning the title as Inter did last season they went out of the Champions League it was a shame Milan going out of the Champions League at this stage might not be so bad. Even going out of the Europa League might not be so bad. They could have more options to win the title. Um, I don't think it's gonna, they're going to win this one. Double chance, X2, so either draw or win for Porto, 194. Praise to Pioli, he's doing a great job with Milan. Absolutely. The, the difference between these two teams is four points right now in the standings. And Alvaro, we already 
So a very good Porto on the road in this Champions League. They were five uh, way better than Atlético de Madrid when they traveled to the Metropolitano. Let let me say that uh, I think Milano has underachieved a little bit in the Champions League so far to start with, and uh, Porto has what they deserve though. I think that Porto were very good against Atlético de Madrid. They could have scored one goal, but well, the nil-nil wasn't a good result for them. Thanks uh, against Liverpool, obviously, you know, uh, they couldn't keep uh, with the pace of uh, Jurgen Klopp's men. But uh, generally speaking, I, I've been impressed with Porto and I think they are legitimate candidates uh, to go through in this group. If Atlético de Madrid doesn't do the job uh, soon, or for example, gets the, point, uh, the points in Anfield, I think that Porto will feel that they are candidates to, to go through. They are still unbeaten in the Portuguese Superliga uh, in a run that stretches for over a year. In fact, uh, this week uh, Porto uh, hit a new milestone, which is a year not losing again in the in the Portuguese league. So the team is very competitive. Uh, this season alone, they have scored 25 goals and they have conceded only seven in 10 games. So the numbers are there. And this weekend, as you will say, Edu, I think that you said that they beat uh, Boavista for one. Yes, they did. And uh, to be perfectly fair, uh, they are uh, a very good team in Portugal. And in the Champions League, they are a tough nut to crack. Uh, in fact, some players as well from uh, uh, the under-19 team that won the Champions League in 2019, uh, they are stepping up and playing with the first team already, like Joao Mario being one of them, for example, the other Joao Mario. And, uh, you know, the veteran players like Pepe, for example, they are still giving a good service to the team. So I do like Porto, and I think that here at Milan they are going to cause problems to Pioli's team. So the Asian Handicap Zero for Porto is something that I do fancy here a lot, that pay 285. Uh, or even the first half draw, even though I don't pack it so much because there is not so much value in it, but the first half draw, 221, it's an interesting one too. You both see Porto making good things in San Siro. The other game of this group is at Anfield, Liverpool Atletico de Madrid, as we also analyzed. And Alvaro was completely sure that Liverpool was going to win at the Metropolitano. They did the job at the moment, especially at the start of the game. It, it looked like a walk at the park, but Atletico reacted. Alvaro, now Atletico, they don't have Griezmann for this game, was sent off. They played a very good game, actually, Atletico finally in La Liga against uh, Betis, but we have very good odds as well here for Liverpool to win 1.72 and probably you also fancy here Liverpool Asian handicap or not for this one? Uh, well, to start with the Liverpool to win, I'm going to keep it for the ACA. I think that is the kind of value that makes your ACA quite, uh, quite decent, 1.72, because I believe that they will. I think that they are better than Atletico, even though I have been very impressed with Atletico. And I was impressed even in the game at Wanda Metropolitano against Liverpool. Yes, they started losing. It looked like it was going to be a heavy defeat for Atletico, but they came back and with 10 men, when the game was too old with 10 men for Atletico, they were as good as Liverpool and they, they attacked uh, in very clever ways. And I think that, you know, uh, Atletico has shown to me that if they are a little bit more daring, there is danger in them because at the beginning of the season, they weren't being dangerous at all and they started very slowly. Bad thing for Atletico de Madrid is that for this game, as you well said, Antoine Griezmann is out because he is uh, serving a suspension. But also, Savic, uh, who is probably the best center, defend, uh, center back of Atletico de Madrid, Lemar is out, a creative guy, and uh, Marcos Llorente, one of those guys who are very important in games against Liverpool. And let me tell you why. Liverpool pressurizes so well 
press up so high, so well, that uh, you need players that actually can take one-on-one uh, -on -one against their opponent and beat him. So, for example, the likes of Joao Felix, Yannick Ferreira Carrasco, Correa, Marcos Llorente, they've got an excellent one-on-one -on -one because they are pacey and also because they are strong. And um, in the case of Correa and Joao Felix, they are skillful too. If you want to beat Liverpool, you need players who can do that. And that was one of the keys why Atletico de Madrid came back against uh, Liverpool, because Joao Felix uh, did a couple of dribbles, because Yannick Carrasco on the left was dribbling past Trent Alexander-Arnold or Mohamed Salah. So, you know, for this game, I think that the participation of the likes of Correa, Joao Carrasco is going to be very important. I don't think that this is a game for rigid players like Luis Suarez, even though I may be wrong, who knows, but I think that Luis Suarez is not ready to fight uh, Van Dijk and whoever plays alongside him. So, for this game, I'm going for Liverpool to win, that for the ACA. Uh, but also, since Liverpool starts the games very strong, but then they've got a deep in form during the game, as it happened against Atletico, as it happened against Brighton, they see a handicap zero in the second half for Atletico de Madrid, but that pays 320. So I can start Liverpool starting strong. I can see Liverpool starting strongly, but then Atletico de Madrid getting their act together in the second half. So it's a handicap zero in the second half for Atletico 320. It's a really interesting one because against Brighton, it was already the fourth time this season that Liverpool conceded twice after taking the lead, as it happened in the Wanda Metropolitana. And I think you're absolutely right, uh, Alvaro. Sometimes they go deep in concentration, sometimes they tend to be overconfident. And obviously, this is a team that leaves the door open to opponents to come back. Then they got so much firepower that they can win the games. Sometimes they can also win ugly, like they did in Madrid, because there was a time in the game that any team could have won. And this is unthinkable if you look at the first 20 minutes of uh, Liverpool. What Liverpool is suffering at the moment is against those teams. They, they don't give them too much point of reference in attacks. For example, teams that play with a false nine, as Brighton did, they got a lot of midfield runners, they attack them with pace. Whereas if they play against teams that are a little bit more traditional, with a traditional striker, one between Matip or Van Dijk can take care of them, can look after the striker and not make the move. Look at the way Liverpool defended, for example, against Chelsea, who's a more of a traditional uh, team when it comes to attacking with a big man up front. And they did it really really well but let's not forget Liverpool okay uh, they drew at the weekend but great performance against uh, Manchester United they are the top scorers of Premier League with 29 goals obviously the goal difference is positive they score two goals or more in all but one games which was against Chelsea of course which they were playing against a 10 men okay the issue with Liverpool is also the rotation sometimes they rotate a lot in center backs the midfield might need to be a little bit more consistent the fact that the Keita is injured and probably missing this game could be an issue I'm really surprised by the odds on both to score which is 183 I think they are quite high uh, for you know for two teams that uh, they often go on the score sheet so like let's go for both to score 183 uh, in this case yeah 
And also Liverpool, they considered in the only game they played at Anfield in this Champions League against Milan. They had a lack of uh, concentration uh, as well and they took the lead. And then Milan came back, although they lost also at Anfield. Both teams to score for Dani. Let's jump to Group C. And here we have uh, Borussia Dortmund Ajax. Uh, remember, guys, in Amsterdam, we saw Ajax thrashing absolutely Borussia Dortmund, also Ajax uh, were able to beat PSV 5-0 a couple of uh, weeks ago at the weekend they drew against Heracles, but when they are playing at the Signal Uda, uh, Iduna Arena is another thing. Dortmund, they've won absolutely every single game when they are playing at home. They beat Cologne in this uh, weekend, four consecutive victories for them. In the Bundesliga, the only team able to chase uh, Bayern Munich in the competition. Dani, you see Borussia also winning this one and fighting for the first spot of the group? I'm not sure because, first of all, they'll have to do it without Holland until the end of the year. Uh, so that's going to be difficult for them. Last year, they did poorly when Holland wasn't there. Okay, at the weekend, uh, they did okay. They weren't great against Köln. They achieved the first clean sheet of the season. They already conceded 15 in uh, the Bundesliga. And, you know, they are only one point behind Bayern, which probably doesn't tell you the full story of how Bundesliga is going. I think the gulf between the two teams is much wider. Now, this is a key moment for Borussia Dortmund because on 4th of December, there is their classicer and they need to stay in touch with Bayern if they want to have a hope to win something. Because otherwise, we're going to always praise Borussia Dortmund for being a good team, a great atmosphere. What do they actually win? And I think this season, they could have a chance to win a trophy because they are not just Haaland. They got a sum of talents that is much better just than Haaland himself. Uh, players like Bellingham, uh, for example, Reina, Dahoud, Guerrero, etc. Although the last ones I mentioned, Reina, Dahoud and Guerrero, they're going to be absent for this game. So Rose now needs to tweak his, um, his teams. Okay, let's go back to Haaland absence. It is an excuse, but cannot be an excuse. They need to get used to the fact that Haaland next summer is going to move. So there is life after Haaland. There must be life after Haaland for Borussia, and uh, and they have to and they have to do they have to do to to do well. Um, okay, a bad game can happen to anyone, uh, but I think for this one I'm going to go under three goals. I'm not sure maybe Ajax is going to go so gang-ho. Under three goals, 2.30. If you finish 2-1, 1 3-0, you get your money back. And at the weekend, we have also Leipzig Borussia Dortmund. So it's going to be a very important month for Borussia Dortmund. Alvaro, you see Ajax with a lot of quality. Tadic, Klassen, Berhuis, Haller getting something out of this difficult always ground. Yeah, they can, yeah. Uh, let's break some myths to start with. I, I feel in the mood to do that. Uh, do you know who is the team that has recovered more balls in the Champions League? Ajax. Who is the second team who has recovered more balls in the Champions League? Borussia Dortmund. So, whoever may think that Ajax is based on just on possession, or Borussia Dortmund uh, keeps the initiative of the game all the time, may be a little bit confused here. Because if anything, they are embracing again pressing very well. And they are capable of stealing the ball from you in dangerous areas and then unroll a counter-attack or an attacking sequence that kills you, especially Ajax in the Champions League so far. No wonder why they've got a plus 10 goal difference in the Champions League, which is astonishing, considering that they have played only three games. 
Another myth that I want to break, Ajax doesn't defend well. Well, they, they are defending decently this season. They have conceded only two goals in the Dutch Eredivisie. Uh, the clean sheet for Ajax pays five, not for me, but I'm letting you know here. But anyway, uh, talking about the game a little bit more and talking about Ajax in particular, uh, they drew nil-nil this weekend, but they played much better than Heracles. Uh, Anthony missed a lot of easy chances, or not easy, but he was uh, insisting too much uh, with the scoring through, with the left foot, uh, putting the ball on the top right corner of uh, the goal of their opponent, and that didn't work for him. Tadic uh, and Alec couldn't score either, but they've been very dangerous this season so far. So I think that for this game, I still consider Ajax favorites because uh, so far this season, they've been better in both attack and defense that Borussia Dortmund and what they have done in the Champions League against Lisbon, uh, against Dortmund, is so impressive that I cannot do anything else than backing them because so far they have proven to me that they are better than Dortmund. So Ajax to win 274. If you want to be a little bit more conservative and you want to get a stake refund just in case they draw, Asian Handicap 0 for Ajax, 208. And, uh... See then Ajax getting something from Dortmund, but we expect, I guess, these two teams to qualify for the last 16 round, although Sporting, they still have a chance, especially if they beat Besiktas when they are playing in Lisbon in the reverse fixture in uh, Istanbul was a very easy victory for Sporting, uh, but when they played at home also in this uh, Champions League, they were absolutely thrashed by Ajax. They are in good form, Alvaro, Sporting, the beat Guimaraes at the weekend. So since consecutive victories since that defeat against Borussia Dortmund, uh, the odds tell us that they are absolutely favorites to beat uh, Besiktas. Yeah, a little bit too much, maybe, uh, even though I believe that they are going to win, but uh, I'm not going for the outright market for the Sporting Club Portugal because the value you're getting is not great. Uh, I think that it is a blessing that the Champions League calendar sometimes offers you uh, the easy game in the third round and in the fourth round because it gives you a booster. If you do the job, and I'm not saying that playing against Besiktas is going to be very easy, but they are clearly the weakest team in this, in this group, in my opinion, and if you play against them and you get six points uh, in two consecutive games, suddenly you are in the know again. And this is probably what's going to happen to Sporting Lisbon. Uh, they beat Kimaraes in the weekend, yes, they got six wins out of six games in October, so October was a perfect month for them across many competitions, the Tasa da Liga, the local league, the, the Champions League, they did the job. and. Uh, there is a fun fact here. They got uh, Sebastián Coates, the Uruguayan guy, Uruguayan guy, who has scored three goals in the last three games. No defender has done this for Sporting Lisbon in 59 years. That's pretty amazing for them. So the good thing for Sporting is that they depend on their own results to qualify. And I believe that here they are going to do the job. So Sporting Lisbon to score in both halves gives you a very good value, 210. And the Asian handicap corners minus three for Sporting because they are going to attack more because they are confident. Minus uh, minus three, sorry, that gives you two twenty-three. And the thing from corners, they are very dangerous. In fact, against Besiktas in Turkey, they scored three times from set pieces, pretty much the same set piece. So it tells you a lot about how good Sporting they've been, how poor and how disorganized Besiktas have been. Uh, lost four of the last eight Besiktas, they are fourth in the table, not in touch with the leaders. And you know, they've lost each of the last five European games. So uh, they are quite 
they lack the European pedigree. They conceded 16 and scoring four in those uh, five games. And if you break down the stats for Besiktas, they tell you they spend most of the time defending. Second for tackles made and for saves made by their goalkeeper. Third for balls recovered, most of them though, in their own half. So yes, it is a team that surrenders the possession and they tend to uh, defend quite a lot. Only five attempts on target so far in the Champions League, so one of the lowest teams for in terms of attempts on target. You'll be surprised that Milan is also quite near the bottom. Sporti- sporting, 13 attempts on target, so almost three times more. I like the Sporting to score in both halves. When I checked before, it was 225. Obviously, d- odds drop as we talk so now it's 210 with Alvaro but yes Sporting to score in both arms mm, Besiktas they don't have European Pellegrini eh, Pellegrini Real Pellegrini. Madrid Pellegrini yeah Real Madrid yeah. have it uh, they are playing at home against Shakhtar Dani but uh, Real Madrid they struggle a little bit recently where they are playing at Bernabeu Stadium of course we all remember that shocking defeat against uh, Sheriff Tiraspol they were also unable to beat Osasuna recently in La Liga they were not great as well this weekend when they play at Elche the only good news is uh, Vinicius scoring very very good goals but after this 5-0 victory in uh, Kiev against Shakhtar Donetsk Dani I guess uh, Ancelotti's men will do the job as well at home and make a huge step to qualify for the next Stage. The problem with Shakhtar is that uh, they they have got no end product. They produce a lot, but they can't score. Uh, sometimes their attacks are a little bit convoluted. A lot of passages of play, but they can't finalize. Okay, they are without Lassina Traore, who's injured, but I don't think that's just an excuse because in the league, they're doing well. They are the top scorers with 35 goals scored, uh, three points behind Dinamo Kiev, so they are in contention. Obviously, uh, the Zerbi is doing a good job there. But when it comes to the Champions League, for example, they are the seven teams, seven teams out of 32, for number of attacks, they have scored a goal. Nine attempts on target so far, no goals. They are the third team who takes most corners. Again, haven't scored and they really didn't threaten to score much apart from the first game against uh, Sheriffs. I was surprised by the Zerbi against Real Madrid. As soon as Real Madrid took the lead and scored the second, maybe he should have beefed up the midfield a little bit more, try to stop the rot and maybe get a goal on the counter. And instead, he kept playing on the same way. He put on attacking players and in the end, uh, they crumbled. Uh, Real Madrid, really favorite. Real Madrid to score in both halves, 183 for this one. Mm, and Benzema, Alvaro, is back after missing the game in Elche and it's a good addition, of course, for Real Madrid. Who missed Benzema in Elche? It was Vinicius Jr., man. Ah. He scored, he scored with the left foot and then chipping the ball over the goalkeeper with the right foot. He's becoming quite a thing, Vinicius Jr. Real Madrid has to extend his contract and this is going to be one of the... I think Vinicius is going to be well off after extending his contract with Real Madrid the next time. And he, uh, thorough, he thoroughly deserves a contract extension and a good contract extension. I love Vinicius. I think that he offers so much for Real Madrid. But yes, uh, Real Madrid, they are still in the know in the league. Uh, I know that they have had a couple of disappointing results. Draws here and there that didn't make any sense to me. Like, for example, throwing 3-0 with Levante, who are terrible. 
but uh, you know they are still in contention for La Liga and this is the weekend uh, or oh, sorry this is the midweek in which they are going to top the group in the Champions League I believe because Inter is going to get something out of Sheriff and I can see Real Madrid beating Shakhtar here uh, my favorite bet for this game could be the over 1.5 goals in the second half I like this one because uh, I know that when Real Madrid scores the first, uh, they can do things like they did against Mallorca. And uh, Shakhtar is exactly the kind of soft team that Mallorca was in the league. And as Daniel said, they don't score goals. Uh, and I believe that they played very good football, but they don't have, they don't have good goal holding midfielders, which is a blessing for Real Madrid because they can, they can find the channels. So the over 1.5 goals in the second half, that pays 180. So, Álvaro, let's jump to the next game. Sheriff Inter, you mentioned that you expect Inter to get something out of uh, Moldova, but be careful. Sheriff have won every single game this season in the Champions League, mostly in the previews of this uh, competition. And Inter, they always struggle in Europe, but you see Inter winning in Moldova. You know, I know that Sheriff in their local league, they are three points off the table, but they've got three games in hand. Uh, they've got six points in the Champions League. They did amazing at the Bernabeu. And you are right, in the Champions League, they have won the, their last five home games. Five home games, which is very impressive. Of course, the quality of the teams they are facing is going to become increasingly stronger, right? Because they are going to, to play uh, at home against Real Madrid. They are going to play at home against Inter. Uh, and when it comes to Inter, I think that they, they are going to get right back on track after this uh, match day four. I'm pretty sure about that. So I like the both teams to score because Sheriff has scored in all their games in the Championship so far. That pays 195. But if you want to believe a little bit in Sheriff, why not? The Asian Handicap Zero in the first half only, so a slow start by Inter, that pays 5.55. Look, Inter at the weekend, they kept the second clean sheet of the season, second clean sheet actually in a row, third of the season. Maybe that tells you that Minzaghi is trying to, is finding more the defensive balance that was such a strength under Conte. His rotation are going to be key. He's made a couple of rotations. He's sometimes been lucky also with the changes. So far, things, let's say, are working Inter are on track. I think Inter at the moment, they attack better than under Conte, for sure, much better than under Conte in the first season. The key is to find the balance, is to not overstretch the blanket and not go gang-ho. Maybe, maybe things have started changing. They are the top scorers in Serie A with 28 goals, finally managed to get a win in Champions League, but they need to win this one. Otherwise, what they've done so far is pretty much useless because the next two games are tough. Uh, it could be it could be against full of goals, over 1.5 goals in the second half, 180. Let's see if Inter then can win at uh, Tiraspol against Papan Sheriff. Danny, let's go with your Aka. Okay, Manchester City to win the first half, Leipzig and PSG both to score, Milan to score first, Sporting win, Real Madrid, Shakhtar over 2.5 goals and the total odds is 9.98. Then Alvaro, tell us yours. Yeah, over 2.5 goals between Leipzig and PSG, Liverpool to win, Ajax to win, and Asian Handicap Corners minus 3 for the Sporting Club de Portugal, 16.81. Okay, everyone taking notes. You were right the uh, previous week about your ACA. Thank you, guys. I'll see you very soon. Thank you. See you soon. Bye-bye. So, guys, you can see now every single tip. We've analyzed all the games for this uh, fourth match day in the Champions League. 
For you, let me know what you think as always in the comment section. Tell us your tips and don't forget, if you enjoy our videos, press on the like, subscribe and click on the bell to get notifications or also if you prefer, we have a podcast for you. You can listen to all our videos. Enjoy Champions League and thanks for watching.